everybody, welcome back to the podcast. And this week, I'm sitting down with my buddy, Joseph Shipley. You might remember him from Interview with an Apologist Part 1 and 2. But today, we're going to be talking about more of, of politics. And I think he's got a lot of good views that need to be heard. So sit back, relax, enjoy yourself, grab a nice hot cup of tea, because we're about to get into it on episode 50 of Pilgrims and Prodigals. Enjoy. Jack. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Joseph. Sup? <laughs> Am I coming through? We're still just testing, right? Yeah, we're testing. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Uh, what's your What's your favorite kind of canned vegetable, if, can, I, if I asked you? Canned vegetable? Yeah. Uh, green beans count as vegetables, or are they more like, are they, are they count as like beans? Are beans vegetables? I think a green bean is green. I think it depends on what bean it is. Because it's it does sound like a grain, but at the same time, like a green bean is definitely a vegetable. What about a? But it's like a brown bean or like a lima bean. Is that a vegetable? Or is that a lentil? I don't know. I don't make these rules. Are beans lentils? Is that what beans are? I think so. Oh, well, either way, we sound good. They're legumes, legumes. That's what they are. Uh, okay. They're in the legume. Family. Just kidding. We are recording. Oh, okay. That works. <laughs> I do that to Ben all the time, dude. He's like, uh, so are you gonna write dude, it was it was the best back when uh um back when he used to Skype in when he had his little soundboard. Because I would randomly like we'd be doing a sound check or whatever just like we were just doing, and I would just randomly hit record. <laughs> so we'd be going nice. on this conversation and then he's like, Alright, so uh ready to go when you are and I'm like, We've been going for ten minutes, man. <laughs> And that's just what got uploaded for the final product. Yeah. Nice. That was back before we put music or anything on it. It's just a audio clip of us talking for an hour. So I know this was a while ago, but the I think my favorite episode was the Aliens episode. Wasn't it good? How so what's the background on that one? How one how did that one come well, to be? See, that was a lady that Nate used to work with, uh, named Crystal. And uh he was just talking to her one day and the topic of aliens came up and they were just talking about it and he decided that it would be a good topic to be on the podcast. So, so yeah, it worked. It was great. Yeah, man. All right. So now, yes. So anyways, th- yeah, that was a lady that Nate knew from his old job when he used to butcher animals for a living. Um, and they just got on the topic of aliens one day. Sorry, everybody. I'm stirring my tea, and I am not ashamed. You get to hear that. No alcohol today. No beer. No whiskey. We're just... Uh, I told him ahead of time that if he drank in front of me, I'd burn him alive. Yeah. Old Testament style. Yeah, because it was either you or Jesus would do it to me, so... Yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed the Alien episodes, and uh, I'm really glad that Ben wasn't on those ones, because he told me that he would have literally just laughed at her the whole time. Not like making fun of her, but you know Ben. Oh, sure. I mean, it's just... Been like... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's an intro... I mean, because I mean, you guys were... 
you know, kind of kind of having a bit of a laugh while you were doing it. But you know, yeah, she yeah. she she handled it pretty well. Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, sure. I, I mean, truth be told, though, I kind of kind of lost it a few because I usually listen to these <laughs> things when I'm at work. So I'll just be going nice. about my job, and the next thing I know, so I was working over at Payless at the time. So like from a couple hours over, I got my coworkers like wondering why I'm laughing like a maniac <laughs> from the freezer aisle. Hey man, I really enjoyed those episodes. Um, I, you haven't heard the, I just put one up literally an hour ago and it was the one that me and Ben did last night. We had one of his friends on who is a, a pagan Wiccan, a Wiccan pagan. I'm not sure really how it all works, but we had an interview with him and he was kind of talking about what he believes, how that correlates with Christianity, kind of like how, uh, ways he's been kind of mistreated by Christians in his faith and kind of just different things like that and i actually just earlier this week had a interesting conversation with an occultist um at really? work which <laughs> it was i mean it was it was interesting i mean he was i mean this this guy i think that he had a lot of uh personal problems with christianity and uh i mean one of the things he kind of revealed early on was just that his his dad is like a pentecostal minister so uh i i think he had some Deep, deeper issues that probably I, I, I don't think I was going to be able to address <laughs> really well, but uh, he was yeah, talking yeah. about Aliaster Crowley and just all that different stuff. And I have no idea who that is. Oh, uh, I guess I'm guessing an occult leader. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the one of the more influential <clears throat> guys in the occult that kind of helped start a lot of stuff. But okay, but he was just I mean he was just going hard into it, and I was trying to be nice and you know go along, you know, have a good conversation and try to defend some of the basic merits of what i believe yeah and uh yeah it it didn't go too well just the hostility was just a little bit too too intense yeah it 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 sucks when you can't have open conversations about those things you know because that's what i love about our show i mean the thing i think the thing i like the most about our show is the different dynamic that we kind of bring to the table you've got ben who at this point of his life is like you know super churchy you know which is not a bad i don't think where any of us are at is a bad thing, right? Because that's a whole, that's a whole idea of the podcast, right? We're all on a journey. We're all, you know, pilgrims or prodigals. We're trying to find truth, yada yada yada. Um, but like where Ben's at right now, he's super churchy, and like he's playing on the worship band again. You know, he might be preaching again someday. I didn't know that he was preaching. I must have missed that detail. Well, he's not, but like I just assume like he oh, might okay. he might be preaching again someday because he's back in a church. He could end up back on an elders board, you know. And that's just Ben. That's who he is, mm-hmm. right? And he's even talking about he's talked on the podcast about starting up his house church again maybe. So I think that'd be really cool and I'm excited for him. And then you've got Nate who's just like uber spiritual but doesn't really know what he believes like he's all into like meditation and uh just dieting and exercising and all he's like super su- almost like super hippie like you know super that sounds like nate i can yeah, believe yeah. that he's Love super you, uh theistic but doesn't know what theism he believes in um. <laughs> i guess and then you've got me and I'm just kind of angry at the world, I guess. <laughs> no, not angry. I just, I have a tough time uh, 
with faith a little bit, and it's something that I'm still working through. Like, no, sure. I mean, it was boil it down, boil everything down. I would still consider myself a Christian, but there are a lot of things that I don't understand, and there are a lot of atheist arguments that do make sense to me. Oh, absolutely, and that was one of the things so, when I was talking to the guy at work who was an occultist. Um, you know, a lot of his issues and a lot of things that he was talking about were, you know, Old Testament stories where, you know, God commanded some, you know, I guess by by a shallow understanding or by, I don't know, I, maybe shallow is not the right word, but I mean, it, it was some pretty, seemingly pretty terrible things. Yeah. And, uh, and, and when he was saying, you know, why on earth would God do that? You know, I was trying to be intellectually honest and just say, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that, those are things that I wrestle with, too. And um, so, yeah, for, cool so for him, he that, took though. that to mean, well, why, you know, well, you're just another one of those Christians that you're giving your whole entire life to this thing that you don't even understand. And so, you know, I mean, he kind of took it the more hostile route, which I can't say I, I entirely blame him, probably considering a lot of the Christians that he's already talked to. But yeah, um, yeah. what helped me was... You know, I, I kind of understand based on some of the previous podcasts, your guys' feelings on church and stuff. But what was kind of nice for me was after that, actually this last Sunday, I was able to meet with uh, my pastor. And Are you guys still going over to Main Street? Yeah, Main Street Church of God. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was able to talk to my pastor and uh, one of the other guys who's, I mean, he's just wicked smart. Um, and they kind of helped me grapple through some of those things. I mean, just like the things that I don't understand. And I feel like, you know, they gave me some good stuff to chew on. But, I mean, there's just a lot of hard stuff that... There really is, and I think, to some extent, everybody is trying to work through it. Everyone's trying to figure it out. And that's the thing about it is, like, these are deep philosophical um, questions that I I don't think anyone's ever going to really know the answer to. I I don't think, like, is God real or not? No one's ever going to be able to answer that 100%. I mean, everything boils down to an element of faith um, unless you just don't believe in anything. Uh, And that's not necessarily faith. That's just saying, you know, screw it. I don't know what to believe, so I'll just go live my life. Which, you know, I could respect that mindset too because there's been times where, you know, I'm just ready to just give up on it all, let it all go. Like, But for me, there's always something that, for some reason, I guess I'm just nuts, man, but there's some that keeps me holding on to that idea that God is real and God is good. So, I don't know. For what it's worth, I still believe. Um, so, what we didn't come here to talk about my faith. Uh, what do you want to talk about today, Joseph? What's so, going we're going to talk about politics, the two workplace taboos Ooh, that you're not supposed religion to. Religion and politics yes, on one podcast? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, uh, sorry, I was taking a, a sip of tea there. Um, yeah, so religion and politics all on one podcast. Um, so I don't know if you want to, if you have your notes, I have this sheet right here if you want to look off that. But uh, go ahead and, uh, so you reached out to me and you're like, hey, you know, I noticed you uh, prefaced this a little bit in a previous podcast you did, but you never really went into it. And you just wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit. And I was kind of worried at first because... <laughs> your message you were like hear me out 
politics. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Nothing after that. Just and then you kind of explain. Yeah, what you I, want to I talk needed about. to know what your reaction was going to be on that one because <laughs> I was. I, I'm sure it was going to be golden. So yeah, Hear I mean, me it, was, it was just a couple politics. episodes ago. I had heard you and Ben. Uh, ben had gone on some kind of brief rant about Bernie Sanders, and then kind of turned into oh, that you know that's. That's politics. We'll go ahead and save that one for another episode. So at that moment, I was like, yes, let's do it. Politics. Here and now. Saved. Here's the episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I like your take on it, and I'm interested to uh, to talk about it. So, so what do you want to talk about? What's your, uh, what, what's your uh, idea here? Sure. So uh, some basic principles that we'll, we'll kind of have to dive deep into, because there's, there's a lot here, is that uh, when it comes to Christians and politics and how we kind of commingle those things, that gets to be pretty messy, literally to every person that you talk to. You got yeah. Christian Trump supporters, Christian Bernie supporters, all different kinds of stuff like that. And, you know, everybody kind of has their opinion on, you know, all the different sides, Democrat, Republican, whatever. And I think the last election kind of like, blew everything up as far as politics and religion go oh for sure i mean it's like you know if if there's it's it's like throwing everything away that you know if we can't get a good person to you know a good person on either side to represent what we believe we're just going to throw the worst possible thing at you and then here we got yeah. here we got trump so yeah um so basically i'm i'm kind of trying to go deeper than just you know, who's in charge and more to just kind of the fundamental principles of what government is. Okay. So one of the things when it comes to government is kind of understanding um, just how, how power works really and what our relationship to that power should be. So with any law that the government, uh, you know, legislates uh, and tries to enforce at the end of the day, the kind of one of the basic libertarian principles, uh, and honestly, just one of the basic principles. I'm, I'm a bit of a libertarian. Is that laws are enforced at the end of a gun? Meaning, yeah. uh, I gave the example earlier. I could open up a lemonade stand, and I would be fined for not having a permit. So mm -hmm. let's say, well, I didn't hurt anybody. Uh, you know, nobody was poisoned by my lemonade. Everybody had a good time. So okay. it was nice, cheap lemonade. Uh, I'm not going to pay this fine. Because uh, it's ridiculous. So I don't pay the fine. What happens next? Uh, if you don't pay the fine, I assume you're going to get someone at your door. Yeah. Presumably a police so, officer. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the answer then, so if I don't pay the fine, they send a guy with a gun to my door. What happens then if I say, well, no, I'm, I, you know, they, they try to get me to pay the fine. You know, it's, it's the police protocol is essentially uh ask tell force force of action yeah so if i don't pay the fine the police officer comes and tries to arrest me well what do i what happens if i say well no this is this is bogus i'm not going with you yeah at that point i would say there's forceful action taken and uh you know determining on your reaction to that it could you Not know. even to say that I'm going to harm the police officer, but just like, nah, I'm just going to chill at home. Yeah. You guys, like, just leave me alone. Yeah, well, at that point when forceful action is taken, I mean, law becomes forced upon you, and 
it is you are going to obey one way or another. Right. So there's it's there's kind been of this what it comes down there's to. been this weird thing for a long time that uh, I guess among a lot of evangelicals that uh, if we can just have a Christian in political power or have enough Christians in political power that you know they'll be able to legislate so many different you know Christian principles into place that you know america will just become christian again everything will be great we won't have to worry about all those atheists and heathens and people at those pride parades and stuff like that oh those people are yeah those people (laughs) and uh you know somehow all that stuff's just gonna go away uh yeah but seem to forget that at the end of the day the the people who wouldn't go along with those you know supposed christian principles uh, so let's say, you know, the, the the whole entire gay marriage issue, that was the most catastrophic issue for the church. Yeah, that was uh, a pretty heated thing that probably drove more people away from the faith than anything in this last century. For sure, for sure. So, and, and the thing the thing being because, you know, if, if we believe that we can legislate the law of the land a certain way, that somehow it's just going to be kind of buried and, you know... They'll just kind of go on and... Well, the the really, you know, like, for lack of better words, the really shitty part is, like, you still have, you still have, like, groups of Christians who would love to see that repealed and changed back. So then you have, like, you've got, like, this big catastrophic thing that pushed so many people away, and then we want to revert and push more people away. And it's like, it is what it is. Let it be. Right. If you don't agree with it, don't practice it. So answer so, so right let, there. Yeah. So let's say that you know a similar situation is what I proposed the lemonade stand. You've got a gay couple who's got you know a, a member of otherwise the government or uh, a priest or whoever that's okay with marrying them. The laws are against gay marriage. Uh, you know, again, presumably, let's say the the priest would be fined, the marriage would be you know voided. Uh, you know, so the the recourse that's there is that if they if they don't abide by that law you take the kind of the natural progression of things where if they persist against it at the end of the day they got people with guns that are going to come after them yeah, but they get try screwed to they have it. no they have no chance to invoke their freedom right yeah and uh i i'm i'm happy if anybody wants to point a situation to me in the gospels where Jesus says that we need to spread faith by force. I don't, I don't see that in there. Uh, no, I, that's always been like a big motivation for me, you know, like I, whenever I see things like that happening, that immediately like sets me off because you see when Jesus's disciples acted out or said, you can't be near him or woman get away or you know, you saw when when people when his disciples even tried to pull people away from Jesus. He was like, "You chill out, bro. This person's here to see me, and I will not refuse anybody." And he never forced his will. He never. I, I don't know, man. I don't sure. Know. So I mean, but it's I mean, it's a good point. So I mean, because the uh, and it's it's not to say that you know I mean because of course there are certain principles you know like let's say you know theft or murder or different things like that you know of course those are things that we can all agree on but when it comes to uh, I guess a more specific you know moral issues such as you know the the gay marriage issue is there comes a point where we do have to say 
you know, what what is the role of the government in that? I don't think yeah. the government should have any role in that. I think that there are a whole lot of things that the government has legislation and control over nowadays yeah. that is absolutely frivolous and stupid. Exactly. So the idea, you know, the idea that these things are going to be pushed and, and controlled by the government. Uh, I, well, I, and then you have like women like, uh, you remember the whole thing with Kim Davis where uh, she was like a secretary or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Who refused to marry, uh, give the marriage certificate to a gay couple. And those people have like this kind of like martyr syndrome, like I'm doing this for the gospel and I'm hurting people and there's a whole culture of people that I'm just rejecting and dishonoring and but it's for God because I'm a martyr and I'm doing what's right. No, sure. And it was actually directly out of that situation that I I came to understand just the principle of like, what's the government even doing in all of this anyways? You know, the idea of there being, uh, you know, tax benefits and stuff like that or yeah. that, you know, uh, gay couples couldn't be able to take care of legal matters on behalf of their partner or something like that. Really? Yeah. I mean, because that, that was a big thing. And so – Like rule that – there's no – like rules that there is no need for it. Yeah, or like yeah. if uh, if if one of them was in the hospital and their partner wanted to come visit them, since they were not you know family, since they weren't married, since they didn't have that legally binding you know social contract, they wouldn't be able to take care of the affairs of that person. So, but they weren't allowed to have that contract. Correct. So it was a catch twenty two. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's... sorry, you can't you can't see your uh, partner without this contract, but you're not allowed to have that contract. So. Right, and Just so go, there's... go find a good girl. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of different stuff where it's like, you know, there's there are these different things that are in place for, you know, whatever the legal reasons are. The, the legal reasons being stupid. I'm not justifying those at all. But, uh, you know, and th those, are, those are what caused so many issues with all this. And it's like the idea that, you know, so, so it's a gay couple, you know. I, I want to go see my partner in the hospital. Why is that a horrible thing? I want to be able to uh, go, you know, essentially have um, power of attorney in the, the matters of the partner or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Why is that such a horrible thing? Uh, and I, you got me. I don't know. Well, see, on, on Ben's post that he put up, I don't know if you were keeping up with that last week, where he had like probably like 200 comments on it just people going back and forth um something that i posted on there i was like i was like honestly like it's things like this that make me not want to believe at all you know the fact that we can the fact that we can a topic like like that comes up and it can completely divide people and cause good people to be hated just because who they want to love and they're automatically looked at as heathens, as abominations, as these just horrible things that should not be tolerated nor accepted. It's like, if that's the truth, then sign me out. I don't want that. Oh, sure. And because the thing is, it's let's 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 say you know worst case scenario the bible does just in, in, endorse this view that we as christians are just supposed to see you know anybody yeah. that is i guess uh not not in alignment with 
you know, Christian ideals on sexuality that they are just the scum of the earth or whatever. What does that have anything to do and I'm okay with, the, with, with people... the legal ramifications of, of what the law of the land should be to be able to say whether or not yeah. they can act on their own and do things that they're, they're not hurting anybody. Exactly. So we'll come back to the legal thing in a second. But yeah, that's the thing, what you said at the end there, they're not hurting anybody. I'm okay, right, with Christians. I'm breaking Keith's stuff. Oh, there's a bunch of boxes and shit back there falling over um so so yeah i'm okay with a christian not believing because that is somewhat of a logical assumption if you look at the scriptures a certain way to come to that conclusion right you can look at old testament stuff which i kind of don't really put in in an argument really uh because there's tons of stuff in the old testament that if you're looking at even that specific scripture that you shouldn't do that would equal the same thing or whatever. And you could break it down and argue it, I guess. But um, you could come to that conclusion that homosexuality is wrong, right? And you can fully believe it if you want. But I don't believe it should be on the same ramifications as murder, as adultery, as like heinous sins that affect other people. If you really don't think it's right and you don't agree with it, look at it in the same way you don't agree with stealing. You don't agree with lying. You don't agree with... Because, look, if two people decide they want to be together, and we'll get off the whole gay topic in a minute because we didn't necessarily get on here to talk about that. But um, if two people want to get together, they're not hurting anybody. They're living their life. If anything, they might be happier than they were before they decided to whatever like just come out and be who they are whatever so how is that person's life and that person's sin air quote if that's what you believe it's just to me it's not equal on any kind of playing ground as the heinous sins that we listed with you know oh sure and so i mean because whether or not you want to believe that there's a, a hierarchy of of sin and whatnot um I mean, you know, because it's at the end of the day, you know, sin is sin and, you know, however, however you want to believe on that. But, but yeah, I mean, because you're, you'd be, I've, I've heard people give far more, people within the church give far more justification to adulterers and, I mean, people who have betrayed and hurt their, hurt other people in serious ways. Mm-hmm. They've treated them better than people who want to, I guess, live a different lifestyle than, than the rest of them. And and the the reason why I kind of launched into this the way that I did, uh, why, I mean, because sure, the, the the gay marriage debate has died down a lot because it's, it's been around for a while. The church has been trying to reconfigure how they address that issue, but there's still an element that needs to be put forward of the difference between what might be moral and what might be legal. Uh, okay. And so, because I mean, again, this being the whole entire matter of, you know, political structure and force. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, because the, the, the basic libertarian principles are that the government is to uphold our rights to life, liberty, and property. If you're not uh, threatening to, you know, essentially take somebody's life, if you're not trying to steal uh, their property, you're not trying to damage anything. Or you're not trying to infringe on their basic liberties, 
you know, if you're not doing any of that, the gov- there's no reason why the government should be trying to stop you from doing one thing or another. Okay, okay. And so those have been principles that have been around for a long time, which is why uh, the Constitution was a fairly, I mean, it was it was mostly to limit the government more than anything. It was trying to make sure that there was going to be checks and balances put in place so that they <laughs> which would Which is kind of a joke now, right? Exactly. <laughs> it was intended so there's there supposed to be no checks, checks and balances, balances to make yeah. to, to limit the amount of power that the government could exert over people. And then you look at yeah. how much stuff is going on today where we've got you know departments of this, departments of that that are, you know, regulating things into obscurity where you can't buy straw or you can't well, get plastic straws in California. Well, you, you even know. look at this. I mean, you I don't know what you think about Alex Jones. I honestly, I think he's more of a caricature. Sure. Um, didn't really agree with a lot of what he said, but the way he was shut down was completely a political movement. I don't know if you know much about that, but pretty much uh, he was taken off all social medias. His podcast was taken off iTunes. He was he was left alone on Twitter. Jack Dorsey did say that he didn't violate in there. So I mean, Twitter was the only one that okay, I know Twitter of. Left him off. Yeah, Google took him down. Uh, Apple took him down. YouTube took him down. Facebook took him down. Mm-hmm. Everyone across the internet took him down, and it was a political move. The I didn't agree with going- the guy's views. All he did he ranted about how. The Democrats were trying to turn the frogs gay. The and fluoride in the water is turning the freaking <laughs> frogs gay. And obviously, like, okay, even if he was being honest, I was just laughing at him because it was funny. I mean, the dude has, like, channels on Facebook that are just dedicated to making memes about him. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Come oh, on. Sure, yeah. I, I've always seen him as more of a uh, Andy Kaufman-style character where it's yeah. just like, he's such a troll, but he the the... I guess he His he level never he never, he never comes out, he never comes out of character so you never know when uh, when he's screwing around and when he's serious and so yeah. I I enjoy him in the same way that uh, my sister enjoys watching like Steve Wilkos or Mario so it's just like it's just yeah. absurd and it's hilarious <laughs> um, yeah so so to me like that that was an infringement on his freedom of speech because he got shut down for they said hate speech. Which, you know, he wasn't a nice guy. But the thing is, it's not a law that you have to be nice. It's not. I mean, obviously, you don't you don't want to throw out death threats over the internet or anything crazy like that. But there, there's no law saying you have to be nice. And the guy was not a nice guy. But... I don't know. No, it's just think- the 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 irony in that situation is that you're going to try to uh, shut down the foremost conspiracy theorist on the internet by conspiring to shut down his platform. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, because it it was very clear. Yeah. I mean, it all happened within such a short period of time. I mean, because oh, it was all in one day. No. Yeah. Absolutely. He just went completely. So so off. The, the thing being, there's there is very it's, it's interesting because there's very selective choosing for when we want to uh you know put forth the principle that private companies are allowed to uh put forth their terms of service and to serve or not serve people their product mm-hmm. um you know so because with with this situation they hate speech is not clearly defined 
at all. Uh, yeah, in fact, it's just a vague I've, thing that they threw out. Yeah, I've I've heard yeah. you know several other podcasters, several other YouTubers, different people who you know put forth content where they've had their lawyers go through it, and the terms that are put forth in the uh, you know terms of service agreements either change regularly or they word it specifically to say that uh, it that they will not clearly define it and that it is a shift essentially that it's a shifting standard it's a moving goalpost okay so one thing that might be considered hate speech today uh or the one thing that might not be considered hate speech today next week could be considered hate speech depending on how they're feeling look at it 10 years ago the word gay used to be thrown around like when i was a kid you know like when you thought someone was stupid it's like oh that's gay bro that's gay that's dumb like you would make fun of people and use these derogatory things, but you weren't necessarily like, "Hey, you're a homosexual." You know, that's not what you were saying at all. <laughs> it was just yeah, like, yeah. It, when you said "gay" back then, it was like you were saying something is stupid. So that was not hate speech at all. Ten years ago, five right. years ago, even maybe, but well, maybe five years ago because that's when everything kind of started. But nowadays, you can't say that word without offending people. So, oh, sure. I mean, because it's weird. It's weird how that word and and I say this, I completely am okay with anyone being whatever they want it with whoever they want. You're still a bigot. I'm always a bigot. (laughs) I'm always a bigot. I can't help it. But I think it's crazy how that word has almost been elevated to the platform of like how we put the N word, which I will not say because I think that word is hate speech and i i won't say the n word i mean i just i just don't think that's that's a nice word to say but it's just weird how we have elevated gay to that kind of level of uh disrespect sure so i mean and it's and it's one thing where if you're if you're a social media platform and you want to Say you know that's if you're not using it in a context that is respectful to the LGBT community, then we are going to uh, you know take down posts that would otherwise be seen as disrespectful. And um, you know usually they have their systems of appeals where if you believe that it was taken out of context, you can try to get that yeah. sorted out. But um, when those things are not put forth in a plain way, you know what I mean because I. There, there are certain there are certain things that you know. Sure, you can understand how it might be seen as offensive. Every now and then, you wish that things that are clearly jokes, people could just take a joke. Uh, sen- I like. I wish a sense of humor is one of the biggest things that's died in this country. <laughs> I know. I wish well, that we could make fun of everybody and no one would get offended. Make fun of me. Call me whatever you want. Like I wish that we could just say any word and it would have no negative connotation to it, and we could all just joke about all this stuff and i know some and i know it's serious i know racism has been a big thing in our past i know bigotry has been a big thing in our past but how the hell are we going to move past it if we get pissed off every time it's mentioned well and we got to let it go we got to move forward and if there's anything i can do to help propel that i will well me not saying certain words is going to help things move forward sure i'll not say certain words but god like i hope that someday we can get to the point where we can say words and they don't mean anything and they don't offend everyone every time you say anything. Because in the 
the climate of the culture that we live in, you have to second guess everything you say. Sure. And, and it gets it gets more insane depending on where you go, where you have laws in other countries like in Canada. If you accidentally misgender someone, so if they are a transgender individual and they don't identify as a male or female, if you use the wrong gender pronoun when addressing them, then uh, you can be fined, you can lose your job. There are different legal ramifications for that. And there are uh, actors out there such as... uh, or uh, just people out there such as uh, Jordan Peterson, where he's been on the forefront of a lot of that stuff, um, trying to speak against, because in Canada it was Bill C-16, but basically just trying to warn America that, um, you know, things that not... It's not just something as simple as banning speech but it's compelled speech i mean that's that gets into a whole nother thing where you know again government's going completely out of control with their power and so what what are what are we trying to do with that political power are we just accepting what it is or are we are we wanting to because how how exhausting is it because all these things you know people getting offended all the time it all gets everything gets absorbed into forms of political power. This offends me. I want it to be made illegal. Yeah. Uh, and, and the government just kind of grows and grows and grows because everybody's like, "Well, there should be a law about this. There should be a law about that." And um, you know, essentially, it's like we we have all these movies about you know dystopian societies where the government just controls everything, and we have some rebel force that comes and tries to break it all down. Yeah. And. Uh, and and somehow, despite you know all these all these movies that millennials you know had come out when they were trying to figure all this stuff out, it's like, I mean, millennials have over time kind of gotten you know sick of a lot of you know big government stuff, but uh, it's there, there's certainly some irony there that you know for for a long time you know and people even still are like millennials suck because they're all you know socialists and want the government to basically ruin everybody's lives and yeah uh such like that but yeah uh, like you have money i don't you should give me half of your money because right. i don't have money no go get a job right make money i work my ass off for my money i want it <laughs> you know like go like i'm all for welfare right but like try to take care of yourself i know there's some people that need it and i'm not i'm not dogging that right like uh, my wife grew up with uh growing up with her mom you know they were always on food stamps and without that she probably would have gone hungry a few nights you know and you know her mom <clears throat> wasn't she wasn't the uh best mom in the world raising her and you know didn't really balance her finances very well so they needed that government supplication but the thing is we don't we don't need a socialist economy where everything goes to the government and the government divvies up how they want to i'm all i'm all for all for welfare but let's do it smart well the the point where i would push back on you with that is that the church is supposed to be the welfare that i mean that's that's the church's job i mean yeah. when we've when we've got these different systems in place where uh i mean and some th- churches do it good but most of them are kind of like screwing the pooch on that well and it kind of depends because you've got <clears throat> places where you know like churches will be fined for trying to help needy people because if they don't do it i mean like the government will try to force how much churches are able like they'll, they'll try to limit 
what they're able to do in different scenarios because the government wants to be the primary really? caretakers. See, I had no of, idea about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there are stories where it's like people want to, like, churches that want to feed homeless people or such like that. Uh, there was one story that, I mean, it's made several rounds on Facebook. I think it happened a couple of years ago. It was like, I think it was some church in Florida got fined $10,000 because it wanted to feed homeless people. There's what? different things with uh, building, like, zonings and so, such like that for, for buildings where, uh, for example, if the, if you if there's a room in a church somewhere that's, you know, otherwise not being used too much, they wanted to throw a mattress in there. Uh, they could be fined or, you know, shut down for a certain amount of time because it's not zoned as a residential building. So they can get in trouble then for trying to give a homeless person shelter. The church is really restricted in a lot of ways on what what they can but do. Then that, that, but then that gets turned around as the in the media as church isn't doing anything. Right, right. And, and of course, the government has an interest in trying to limit how much a church can do, because the more that it can say, come to us for money, come to us for food, come to us for, you know, X, Y, and Z, the more it's able to influence these people to say, well, of course, it's given me all this stuff. Why shouldn't the government be this big? Because I deserve this. Yeah. Whereas, you know, and, and in a way, you know, it's the government kind of forcing its will in a negative way on the church. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how much the church has been doing and how much Christians in general have been doing about trying to actually limit the government's ability to do these things. I mean, because, you know, the church and a lot of evangelicals, you know, being out there for people like Trump, Trump isn't exactly trying to shrink the size and scope of the government. No, not at all. I mean, sure, he's had some good, uh, you know, he's had some good policies come around. He keeps on shooting himself in the foot every single day whenever he hits Twitter, different stuff like that. But... The thing is, someone needs to steal his phone, dude. It's, I mean, sometimes it's kind of funny though. I got my favorite, <laughs> real quick, my favorite tweet that was ever put forth by Donald Trump was when he uh, said it was something to the effect of, "Well, someone from uh, from Kim Jong's uh, food depleted, depleted, food starved uh, uh, regime let him know that my nuclear button is bigger and more powerful." Oh it's my like gosh, the dude. Funniest thing to be put out there by the president. I'm not gonna lie, I got a huge kick out of that. <laughs> but to get back to the main point, though, that's our leader. It's yeah, <laughs> that's the guy in charge of our entire country. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, he can be hilarious, but that's I'm I'm not exactly calmed by most of his demeanor most of the time. No. So, but the thing is, is how how motivated is the church to really want to be the church? And be the ones to actually go out and do a lot of those things rather than just being okay with the government taking care of everybody in their place. I mean, that's supposed to be our job. It's supposed to be our job to take care of people, to feed people, to clothe people. And that's very much the initiative that Jesus gave us. Yeah, but it's like uh, almost like we've been replaced. So so how would that how would that be reversed? Like what is – is there an answer for that or – I mean – it's hard because I'm – Because I'm, the way I see it, um, I don't know, man. If the church doesn't change other than an act of God, I don't see it lasting more than another hundred years. I mean it just depends because the thing is – I mean the, the with the kind of bent that the government has, um, especially if it, if it keeps – I don't know. I, it, it's it's hard to say but I mean if, if it goes in a way that is consistently more restricting of the church i mean because the thing is the church has always grown under the most persecuted conditions like you take a look at the the places in the world that persecute the church the most 
it grows like crazy. Because that, I mean, yeah. and that's that is always where the church has been the strongest because it's been essentially a, a ray of hope and light of tyranny. Um, and so it, it's hard to say necessarily what will be if there's like one thing that would that would turn things around. I think that has to be several things. I think that Christians need to do a better job of figuring out how to engage the culture uh, and not not necessarily trying to do it directly through politics but i think that just in general it's it's best for all of america if we try to find people who are actually interested in reducing the size and scope of the government so i mean how how that would come down to electing leaders you know i mean cuz honestly even with the the last election even with uh, you know the the libertarian candidate on the table i i didn't vote because no nobody earned my vote that that run i didn't vote either um i didn't i honestly did not vote last election i wasn't who was the libertarian gary johnson yeah i did i knew nothing about him the thing the thing you see more like from some of the stuff he said seem more like a liberal than a libertarian yeah the thing the thing that bugged me most about him was when it came to asking the question of whether or not the, the one of the bakeries should have baked the cake he was like you know just just bake the dang cake yeah and and but i mean he was saying it in such a way that was basically endorsing government force to be able to say like we're going to force you to make that cake and whatnot so it's just yeah. like and that and that's kind of again you know tying back to a little bit we've we've we're really kind of selective about what kind of things we say well it's a private company they can do what they want but for some reason the bakery can't use their own first amendment or you know their own use of their conscience and you know freedom of association to make those kind of things and you know, I, we all we all need to be able to to make choices in line with our own consciences. Yeah, the yeah. Thing, the thing that will punish them the most, more than the government can, is the market. Exactly. When word see, I when that first happened and all that first came out, I was super for like, um, they can do whatever they want, but kind of in a different light. I was it was more of a Christian. This was way back when I was still in church and all that stuff, and I was super like, yeah. Th- doing stuff for god standing up blah 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 yeah make your choice make your own choices don't let the world tell you what to do right but i still look at it in the same decision but not in the same light because i kind of look at it like you like all right it was their choice they chose not to make the cake for the gay couple whatever they're losing business Mm mm-hmm and it is their, like you said, their First Amendment right. They're a private company. They had the choice to do whatever they wanted. Uh, you could go into a Hispanic bakery as a white couple, and they could de- deny you service if you wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could go into any store you wanted to, and they could deny you if they wanted to. And that's freedom. Right. Even if it's stupid. Even if maybe it's racist or uh, homophobic or whatever it is, it's still freedom and people shouldn't act that way like in a racist way or a homophobic way. But if that was someone's genuine belief, right, that they really believed that it would be a sin for them to make that cake, why would the government have the authority to implement to make them make it right it's like can i you're can making I... someone going against go against their very own conscience that's just like telling 
a gay couple, they can't be married. Can I can I You're go to reversing. Bernie Sanders' uh can I go to his speechwriter and say I want you to write an anti socialist speech for me that exactly. I'm gonna campaign on? It's like you know, let let people let people do what they want and and stop trying to have the government force people to do things. Um it makes it makes Christians lazy. Uh I think that we've we've accepted a weird state where uh you know we're where we're limited by, by government, but honestly we're limited a lot by I think a lot of our own motivation. Now, I think the church does a lot that we don't always recognize. Like, I know that at I'll least— I'll be the first to admit in, that. In our town, uh, I know that churches comprise I mean, the vast, vast majority of the uh, resources that are out there for low-income uh, homeless individuals. Uh, you know, essentially things that are not otherwise within the scope of what the government provides them through welfare systems. Um but I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, you take a look at you know several of the smaller churches. I mean, in any community, all of them are doing something, and and just because they're they're not going out there. I mean, it's the whole point that they're not going out there and saying, "Hey, look at us doing this." Yeah, they're not trying to draw attention to themselves. They're just trying to do it. And I think that there are a lot of ways in which we do underestimate the church. But it's like, but in the ways that you know they're limited in seeing how much they're doing. Think of how much more they could do. If more of us, if it wasn't, if it wasn't just you know maybe the five or ten percent of churchgoers who are the ones that are active and involved in doing this kind of stuff, yeah, that's and, true. And if I mean, imagine if like every single person, for example, that goes to to Madison Park or something like that, if, how many thousands of people go there? If every single one of them took some kind of integral role in trying to provide for their community somehow. Rather than just saying, well, I'm just going to give whatever my 10%, I'm just going to give whatever sliver of my paycheck I'm convicted to, to give this yeah. week and just say, well, I'm just going to let someone else take care of this and essentially say, well, since I gave something, but then kind of shed any further responsibility of, of trying to be part of it. Yeah. I think, I think <clears throat> that things would be radical and I think that people would have a much, much different tone about the church. Yeah, no, I would have a different tone about the church. And you are right. There are the things that people don't see. You know, people don't see the churches giving to homeless shelters and donating to food pantries. And uh, I don't know. It, there are a lot of things that the church does. Yeah. And not only that, but just the uh, the church has a good way of helping people if it's used properly. Right. You know, you see people come in with addictions, addictions get broken. You know, you see people with broken hearts, people who have been hurt, you know, and that's the part that keeps me holding on, right? Is I've seen the power of God and I've seen people's lives be changed, not just in a monetary way, not just in, hey, you need some clothes, let's go buy them for you, you need some food, you need an apartment, we'll go rent a place out for you to stay. You know, the church does things like that and it would be awesome if they did it more but i think what would be really awesome to see more of um and what would really change the whole perspective of the church is to see uh not to get evangelical but like more of the moving of god and more of people being healed people being fixed people's lives being changed addictions being broken things like that and that's why even in my kind of ex-evangelical state that I'm in, 
I still very much respect like Bethel Church and everything they do. Because even with everything going on, uh, I'm not sure. I haven't kept up to date with it this week. But uh, do you know if the car fire is still going on out there in California? I, oh, I, I guess I'm, you mean like at the are you talking that about like huge the wildfires? Wi- yeah, that huge wildfire oh, going out. Un- uh, I'm not sure if it's still going. I mean, like I know that it's 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 hit pretty hard. Yeah, it's destroyed. I haven't kept up on that a lot one. and killed people. But um, Bethel actually made their church like a hub for bringing in people, giving them places to stay, giving them food and shelter and mm-hmm. clothes and water. And not to the point where they make it a point not to call them refugees, but they call them guests, right? Right. They let them into their church and all this stuff. We need to see more of that. I think if we if we really want to see millennials and just people in general look at the church differently if listen if you are part of a church right now listening if you want to see me look at the church differently let me see more stuff like that you know instead of instead of always judging what's wrong you know looking at me weird if i cuss or i drink or looking at the guy weird who wants to hold hands with another guy or whatever like instead of constantly pointing out the bad in other people and judging other people because that's what we've grown accustomed to do if we can learn to see the good in people and help heal people people with addictions people who are broken people who are hurting and let god work i think i don't know i think that's when we're going to see a change no sure and i would say if you are and listening the- and you are like unchurched or skeptical of the church or you know, whatever, and you you don't see a whole lot of good coming out of the church in general, the challenge then is on you. I'd say go go out to the local charities in your community and see how many of them are funded by churches where they're getting their food, the clothes, the you know, furniture, the resources that are going out to people in need that they're coming from uh, Christians. I mean, there, there was a point, I think, when um, there was a, that the hurricane that hit Houston – there was some statistic like 80% of disaster relief is done by Christian churches. Um, That's crazy. And, and so there's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, that was I mean, you, you that heard... was great for the PR of churches, but it's like, but I mean, you kind of have to understand that there's the balance of churches aren't supposed to go out there and say, hey, look at me doing this good thing. You know, the, the point is you're, you're not supposed to make it a public spectacle about how great of a person you are. But at the same time, you know, so I mean, there's there's a little bit of an understandable struggle with that. But, um, so but we we need to be aware of what's going on in our community, so that when people do ask, not just in our own community, I mean, but whatever the churches are doing. But so whenever people who are skeptical do ask, we can point to examples and say, look at this awesome stuff that the church is doing. Yeah. And then, as much as we can on the other side of things, as much as we're trying to. Uh, advance how much we're we can do within the legal scope of what we can do we need to be trying to uh, essentially help get the system to be in a place where they're not the government's not restricting us so much on what kind of things we can do because i know like my own church they've had extremely awkward situations where uh, we could have gotten in some serious trouble just for having lunch at the church Really? Because of because of I mean quote unquote accidents that have happened in local legislation and the way that they wrote it that would have otherwise made it illegal for us just to have food, huh. and in the and the the fellowship hall which is I mean it's it's a 
part of the church that's supposed to be yeah the food hall or whatever so i mean it's just it's just insane things where you know when when a certain amount of power which is a lot of power is being you know wielded by these groups of people who are making rules on behalf of everyone else yeah and not everybody you know i mean like we have a say in in voting you know we're a democratic republic but uh you know, so to what extent we can have an impact by voting, you know, I mean, it, it's really hit or miss depending on who's out there that's actually, you know, worth voting on. But I think that there needs to be more of a culture of trying to limit how much the government's trying to yeah, en- enforce just different stupid things all the time. Yeah, well, let's just get let's get morality out of that whole equation. You know, whether it's liberal or conservative, I don't care. Let's get morality out of legislation because it doesn't belong there. Well, I I would say it, it belongs in a certain context. In the context of, like I was saying, if we want to talk about, like, morality in the sense of murder, theft, different things like that. Yeah, that are, uh, well, obviously, I'm when I say that, I mean uh, religious views. Right. Every right. religion will tell you murder is wrong. So, so I think maybe right. a better way to put it is keep, <laughs> keep, I, I guess, specific doctrine out of, uh, out of legislation. Okay. Yeah. Let's say it like that. I will agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I, I think that there's, there's a lot of potential. I mean, cause it's, it's, it's if your religion does say murder isn't wrong, homie, you need a new religion. Just saying. Say that, say that one more time. I said if your religion says that murder is not wrong, homie, you need a new religion. Yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty solid <laughs> piece of advice right there. If your pastor is telling you to go, to go kill people, you should probably find a new church. And I'll end on that. Works for me. <laughs> murder is bad. Uh, murder is bad. End of the podcast. So I know there's a lot more we could go into. We might do another two-parter with you like we did the first one because i'm just full of good stuff dang it joseph you got so many words inside of you man i don't get it all right so we'll end up do probably end up doing another episode because i know you only got to two or three points that you had on your uh on your sheet there but uh yeah had a good episode today um if you enjoyed the episode feel free to go over to itunes give us a rating and review anything helps get us climbing those podcast charts and uh still working on a couple different episodes i will soon be doing a guest episode on another podcast and i will reveal more of that more of that to you when i get more information uh but go to twitter facebook uh hit us up on our email whatever you want to do to get a hold of us uh let us know what you guys think of the podcast get us some um, new ideas that you want to hear Give us just honest feedback 